This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 7, 1287, Southern New England Sports Original. 1037, WEEI. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Are we coming to the end of the road for Bill Belichick, and should we be? Um, are the Patriots going to show up and play against the Jets? Are there is their offense going to try to embrace more dynamic concepts at all this season, or is it going to just go back to what it's been all year? I mean, those are the questions I have. Those are the thoughts that I have surrounding what we've been looking at. Okay, Bill O'Brien, we talked about we didn't think an offensive coordinator could change the culture of a team. He could add some value here and there. It's still early in the season, but changing the entire culture, I didn't know. I still think that goes through the head coach. It hasn't changed after the game they played last week against one of the better teams. Better offenses they'll face, at least. Um, And I'll tell you this, Kitch. Big picture-wise, going around the NFL, tell me what you think is the biggest surprise in the NFL this year, because I'll tell you what mine is, and it's unfortunately it sort of flies in the face of, or, or it adds a little bit of uh, extra sting to what the Patriots are doing, but how open the AFC seems. That is my big surprise this year. It feels like the AFC is a lot more open than I thought it would be, okay? The Chiefs, to me, okay, and I'm never one to count out Pat Mahomes, But I think they have no chance to win the Super Bowl unless they get another weapon. I think they need to have another weapon. I think they need... It's it's starting to feel that way. Uh, They they need another reliable pass catcher because what they have right now is not cutting it. It's Mahomes and Kelsey and Pacheco's fine, uh, but the, the... Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony. No, no. I, I don't think that's going to cut it, uh, especially when it comes time for the playoffs. But yeah, you're right. The AFC is more wide open this year, which is what makes this even more frustrating. It's even more frustrating that the Patriots are in this situation because, you know, with a wide open AFC, that should mean they could find themselves maybe possibly making a run towards a playoff spot. You know, no one thought Cincinnati was going to start 0-2. 0-2. You know, so and it's the not Chargers, just 0-2, it's how they've looked starting yeah, 0-2. Awful. Chargers are 0-2 as well. Um, you know, so th- there's teams out there that you thought were going to be better than they are, and they're just not right now. And it's frustrating that the Patriots are not in a position where they can kind of take advantage of that. They're just another one of those teams. I mean, I'm just trying to think on the AFC side, and maybe I'm just not, you know, I don't have the standings right in front of me or whatever. But on the AFC side, what team do you look at and say, damn, I wish the Patriots were them. I wish you were them on the AFC side. Because every right now? Yeah. Miami? Yeah. I get, I bet even them. I mean, yes. Okay. But even, you're right. Even them, I don't really want to be them. 
Yeah, Tua. You know, we I think we feel like we know what Tua is at this point. It, it, where, when's the injury going to happen? All that kind of stuff. That's probably the answer. Yes, they haven't played a home game yet. Um, but <laughs> they got two wins over two 0-2 teams. So that is what it is. Look, that's probably the answer. But when you look at the the, the Chiefs have looked, bleh, okay. They lost their first game. You know, they go in, it was a good defense. Maybe their defense is better than we thought, so that could be interesting for them. Uh, and they didn't have Chris Jones in their first game. They didn't have Chris Jones in their first game, so, okay, fine. But, you know, that's still, the offense doesn't look quite as potent as it was. And assuming, let's assume Travis, eventually Travis Kelsey is going to slow down. And here you go, Kitch. Like, this is one of the things that the Chiefs, uh, are going to have to deal with. If you want that ultimate success, you know, you want to be the Patriots, you want to be that next thing, that dynasty or whatever, the all-time greatest dynasty ever, now you got to deal with some of this stuff. You know, Tom Brady, nobody blamed him, but he started dating uh, Giselle. Life changes. You're, you're global now. Your brand is global. You're a big deal. Now here we go. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Celebrity relationships, all this media coverage. Hosting Saturday this, Night Live. Saturday Night. Like, all of a sudden, all this other stuff gets in the way of the winning. And this is why when we go back, and this is a good time to mention again, because we've really been, uh, it's been a very negative show in terms of Bill Belichick. This is why, for the most part, Bill Belichick was at his best in those moments. Because all that other stuff, he did a great job suppressing, getting it out of your frame of mind, getting it away from the what the work was that needed to be done and keeping you focused. Now, I'm not saying Andy Reid can't do that. I'm not saying the Chiefs aren't going to be able to do that. But when you win and you come become a multiple Super Bowl champion and all these things happen, different distractions develop. And how you handle them will impact your level of success going forward, especially when you have the ultimate target on your back, when you're the standard and everybody is gunning for you. It's going to matter. So it happened to the Patriots. Brady was mature enough to handle it. Belichick was the guy that made sure he was mature enough to handle it. So credit to Bill, credit to Tom. The Chiefs and dealing with all that stuff, we'll see how that goes this year. And like I said, if Kelsey is still a number one, I'm just talking about his age now and injuries and all these things, they'll need another guy. That's if Kelsey is still a number one. I'm assuming he's still going to be at at a level of being their number one. But... If he's not, then that's going to make it even harder for them. If he becomes a number two, and they, they then they don't have a number one, it's going to be even harder for Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, no. But it's you a good look point. at other teams. You talked about the Bengals. I mean, they did not look good. The Bills looked like crap week one, losing that game to the Jets. Even the Jaguars. I mean, come. I know the Chiefs are good. Really, you have that big win at home. You're coming off the loss in the playoffs. You're playing. Uh, you have that big win in week one, I should say. You're coming off the loss in the playoffs to the Chiefs. It's a marquee game. Everybody sort of circled on it. You, you're at home, and you can't score a touchdown with yeah. with Trevor Lawrence? Come on. That, that's a Trevor bad, Lawrence that's a horrible Calvin outing. Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that's, you, you can't not score a touchdown in that spot. Like, I'm sorry. Not good. So that was unimpressive. You know, the Ravens are good. They're 2-0, and but, you know. How they good are seven, they? Defense they have champions? seven starters out this week. Right. Seven. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's open. It's a mess in the AFC right now. It is a complete mess in the AFC. And the NFC looks so much better. It does. And it's funny because 
going into the season, everyone's talking about how eh, the NFC is really weak. It's only two teams at the top and blah, 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 blah. I go, okay. But those two teams at the top are probably better than anything else outside of the Chiefs, except for right now, that the AFC has to offer. And now that you're in it, you're looking at it going, okay, San Francisco is very, very good. The Eagles, we still project them to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Dallas looks more. Dallas looks fantastic, but now that your number one cornerback is going to be out for the entire season, I don't know. Things are going to change a little bit. Washington, I'm not going to, you know, not going to go there. But I mean, Green Bay looks all right. Yeah, I, I you look, mean, at, I the think N- you look talk- at the NFC. You look at the NFC South. You've got three two and O teams there. Yeah, I, and I, that's look, supposed to be the worst division in football. I think you're, you're looking at, and again, that injury is what it is. We'll see where it goes. But if you're looking at it, you look at Philly, you look at Dallas, you look at San Francisco, and you're like, there you go. There's your top of the conference, and for that, like those three teams, that's good enough. I mean, that's more consistent, more impressive than anything that's been going on in the AFC. Yep. Yeah. Like we said, right now at the top of the AFC, we're looking at the Dolphins. Sorry, just need to hydrate. No, it, it's all good, man. It, it, it's just that much more frustrating that we talked about this before the season. The Patriots need to come out to a hot start, right. you know, shake off this old First four weeks are extended preseason nonsense because you're going to need to take advantage and get some early wins um, under your belt. And if they had done that, if they'd taken care of, done their thing against Miami and and ended up one and one out of here, this would feel a lot different. No one had them beat. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to, and now we get to the next thing, which is another problem, which, you know, I'm not going to, there, there are other issues to kind of sift through that are on top of the, you know, on the top of the desk. But now we have to start answering the question or asking the question and then answering it. Is Mac Jones just not a winner? I, I don't know exactly when you start answering that question. Can I start answering that question yet or no? Is it too early? Because he had two chances to win games, Ben. And I know that all the things against him. Whatever, the weapons, the line, the cut, whatever. At the end of the day, he had two opportunities to win games. He couldn't do it. Didn't happen. The best of uh, the best find ways. They have a knack. Does he yeah. not have that knack? Does he Is he not a winner? And to, to his credit, it's been devastating to him. But I also think that's something that we need to ask him. Whether or not, like, that comes into play. Whether it's, I'm going to let you answer, I just, that comes into play, you know, whether it's a close game down the stretch and you're down 17-16 in a rock fight or 17-13, or it's everything that we're we're asking for and they have this explosive dynamic offense and they're trailing at the end of the game 52-49. to Can you win it at the end Celtic style? Do you have what the, we know the Celtics can be a dynamic offense. Can they win it at the end of the game? Like that's the next thing based on what we've seen out of Mac Jones. Does he have a little Jason Tatumitis? Does he have that kind of thing going on right now? We're not as, as concerned because there's other things that we need answered. Can he play at an elite level? Can he be an all-star and, and throw the ball and act like an all-star between the lines like Tatum does? We, know, we don't question any of the ability. 
or his ability to perform at the highest level in an all-star type of way, all-league type of way. We just talk about at the end of the game, sometimes it can get a little gnarly and he's not as consistent in that spot. Mac Jones, it's a lot more questions. Can he be the all-pro type of guy, all um, you know, the all-pro bowl type of guy on a consistent basis? Can he throw and make the plays that you have to make? Then we'll get to the winning part. But that's another thing. That's another question because they did have opportunities to win both those games and couldn't. To answer your question, is he a winner? Not at the pro level. I just don't think he's capable enough. He has one game-winning drive in his career. And that was as a rookie. And that was against the god-awful Houston Texans. Yeah. That's it. We saw what he did in the Eagles game. He did two cracks at it. He's shorting throws. You know, okay, you you made a nice throw along the sideline, but it wasn't that great of a throw. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's talented enough to be that guy. Everything has to go right for him. Now, granted, I, I've killed Mac Jones. Killed him. Because I don't think he's that great. However, he hasn't been given a great chance. He hasn't been given a single top flight wide receiver. He's had a poor offensive line for a season in two games. Now, uh, what have they done to really make his life that much easier? I don't think he's, Nothing. no, he has, I don't think he's a winner. I, I don't think he's a guy that's going to lead you on fourth quarter comebacks. I just going to be a, a just fall short type of guy. It's not fair at all, but see this, this all plays in the catch. And I do think it matters for 20 years. We watched what the highest level looks like. So when we analyze the current team and, you know, listen up, Bill Belichick, you're a big part of the reason why when we analyze the current situation, we know what it's supposed to look like. I mean, it's not like it's a very rare situation where one region has that amount of success, we get a really close look at what it's supposed to look like year in and year out. It's not like it just happens one year and you can't absorb it because it was only one year and you can't pick up on some of the trends. When I look at Mac Jones, not fair, but I always go back and how fascinated I was in real time to the juxtaposition between Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. And when Brady, I know it was the defense and the defense was elite and all those things when he took over, when Bledsoe got hurt. I don't remember exactly if you compared their numbers. Like, I don't remember if you compared Drew Bledsoe's numbers in 2000 to Tom Brady's numbers in 2001. I don't remember what it looked like. What I do remember, though, is when Brady was in the game, it felt different. And I'm thinking of Mac Jones. Is he better than Bailey Zappi? Of course he's better than Bailey Zappi. Mm -hmm. But if you put in Bailey Zappi, does it feel all that different versus when Mac Jones is in there? I I just, I don't know. With Brady, when it was him and Bledsoe, it just felt different. It felt like something was going to go your way. It felt like they were going to find a way to win. It felt like you couldn't even... I mean, maybe people were breaking it down statistically at the time, but you couldn't even measure it statistically, really. 
You no. just you just felt it. You knew something was different where it was well, like, it, you know, that big mistake the, isn't going to happen. The it biggest just, difference, you know, when when from Bledsoe to Brady was one guy was holding the ball and was taking too long to make decisions. And all of a sudden you got this guy in here who just got rid of the ball, who just yeah. let it go. And, and it was far more effective for this team. Uh, Bledsoe stunk in 2000. Um, even though he stunk, he led the team on three game-winning drives. They won five games that year, but he led them on three game-winning drives. Statistically, he stunk in 2000? Yeah, man. It was sub-60% completion percentage, 3,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 13 picks. Yeah, that's not good. But he had two fourth-quarter comebacks and three game-winning drives. And they were 5-11, and 11, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm just – it just felt like, again, like wh- maybe it's a war stat for football. I, I don't even know how you quantify it, but that that big mistake wasn't going to happen. They just – it wasn't going to go against the Patriots. They found a guy that just always put themselves, put his team in the right spot or always knew, hey – don't go down that road right now. They're doing construction. We're going to go this way. And it was a smoother ride. So you didn't really know what you didn't hit or you didn't run into and all the adversity you could have run into because you went the other way. We just never knew we were on a better path. You just felt it differently when Brady was in there versus Bledsoe. And you couldn't because Bledsoe looked good when he was making plays. He had a big arm. You know, he could throw the crap out of the ball. He looked good. He won games. Yeah, but it was if just the eye test at the end was it was really frustrating because he'd sit back there and pat the ball, pat the ball, pat the ball, then try and chuck it. Um, whereas when Brady came in, it was just smooth, making decisions, get back into his drop, and then let it go. They, I, I tweeted this week, the uh, 2001. I think actually this is the one of the biggest wins of the Brady-Belichick era that nobody ever talks about. 2001 week 12 at the Jets. Jets coming off of their bye week. Jets were 7 and 3, Patriots were 6 and 5 and unknown still. And the and the Patriots go in there. They go down, I think it was 13 nothing. And they end up winning the game on the road with a fourth quarter comeback. And it was just again, that was when you sort of knew that they had something cooking and that it was a, yeah. it was different. And it just it just felt different. And again, we're talking a lot of years ago, 20 plus years ago, but I just, I still remember in real time just saying to myself, I don't even know why I feel this way, but I feel like they're always going to find a way to win. And at the yeah. time, that was such a new feeling, but it was something about Brady. And yep. that, that it, you know, we always hear it's it. I, I don't, Mac Jones to this point hasn't had it. Like he yeah. has some ability. I think he might be better than people give him credit for. Maybe he isn't. I don't know. It. There is no it, not yet, or he hasn't shown it, or, I mean, it's a hard thing to ask for. I mean, I don't know, does Brock Purdy have it? Probably not, but he's got more to work with. And Yeah, but I was going to say what Brock Purdy has is Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Samuel Brandon Ayuk, and uh, George Kittle. He's got top flight players that he's throwing the and ball maybe to. Maybe the best left tackle in football, you know. But that's what you do around a young quarterback right. because you, you're not paying him very much and we can load up around him and we can pay other guys to make that guy's life easier. And then once he's up to speed, we can start to afford to lose one of these two, two or three guys because the quarterback's up to speed and he's really good now. And 
it can be just him and Brandon Ayuk as opposed to Ayuk and Samuel. You know, it's very interesting with sort of where the league is going. Um, and, and we'll see again with Dallas. I don't know if I'd say they're loaded offense. Are they, are they loaded offensively? I mean, they have CeeDee Lamb's a bona fide number one receiver. Yep. Um, oh, he's awesome. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, would you rather be a team like San Francisco, like Philadelphia, that's loaded from a roster perspective around a good quarterback, not an elite quarterback, or would you rather have the elite quarterback? As of right now, I'd still rather it's have shifting. the elite quarterback. Yes, I'm wondering, though, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Because if, if Mahomes does what he's doing now all year, and he sort of gets exposed by not having a weapon or these elite weapons around him, you know, it's almost like, you want the weapons are the most important thing, and you can make a decent quarterback work if you have the weapons around them. That's versus what Brady used to do, winning that, Super well, that's Bowls with David Givens and you know David Patton. But that's what's making this even more frustrating. Is you saw what happened after 05 and 06 when you're like, hey, we've got this elite quarterback. We don't need those guys around him. Bye bye, Dion Branch. Um, it's going to be Rache Caldwell. Yeah. And then they realized that wasn't good enough, so we had to go out and actually get some get some toys for Brady to throw to. Well, they're operating you, with obsolete ga- obsolete models all around. Okay, because yeah. the whole thing about Bill Belichick being the coach and the GM, that's an obsolete model. That, that, Absolutely. You've got to get that out of there. That's That doesn't work anymore. Um, and then, yeah, they're still trying to be the 2009 Jets, the ground. You can't win without elite passing. Whether that comes from is- having a bunch of weapons or – an elite quarterback. The Patriots and, and have neither. The, and they, the Jets you know, were the ultimate case example that you needed to show you that. It was like, hey, you can have this great defense, but it can really only get you so far with the rare exception of the 2000 Ravens, the 85 Bears, or a couple of these other teams. Right. A, a small handful of them in the Super Bowl era. Right, which were, that was so many years ago, and... It was a different league ago. Yeah, differently. Well, that's when you could win Kitch with running backs. Yeah. You know, you could run the ball. And and the best running back in the league was was a huge type of, like, I, I a running back is never going to win the MVP f- again or not in the foreseeable future. Back then, they could, though. That, that, that doesn't happen anymore. It's a different league. It's a different game. And we've been saying this. And this is why we wanted them to adapt to more approach in preseason they haven't done it i mean they've spent a little smoke and mirrors they throw the ball more he might be in shotgun more there might be five wide receivers more but then it's a screen a side you know it's a wide receiver quick screen or something down the sideline okay you're in five wide more great high school play that's not what i'm asking for no all right no when we get back, it's time for Rapid Fire. This is the Market Kitchen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.